Welcome to Buy the Books, the podcast helping business owners navigate the complex world of business, tax, and bookkeeping. Now, to the owner and president of Secline, Lindsay Klein. Thank you for joining us, everyone. This is Lindsay Klein with Secline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time and your host of Buy the Books. This topic became such a big deal in this office that Frito had to join us for it. So today I have Frito of Frito Nation Productions and Chris Gross with Frito Nation Productions. Thanks for joining me today. I'm glad to be here. So in our little town, which we're in the suburb of Dallas, so it doesn't feel like a little town, but in the suburb we're in, it's pretty small and it's almost like everyone knows everyone here. And we've had a little bit of a stir here lately. And I actually am right now in the middle of a feud with a local restaurant business owner. And now we have taken it up a notch with, uh, what better way to take up a feud than to have a talk about it on a podcast. <laughs> but then Frito tells me this morning that this restaurant also has a podcast. So I feel like we're going from they're, online feud to podcast feud. <laughs> they're, they're very capable. Yeah, they're very, very capable of... Being able to do their own stuff. <laughs> so here is the topic we're going to talk about today. I have been reading this book called Raving Fans. And so that's really what we want to talk about today is how to create raving fans in your business. And then on the flip side, which is where this feud comes in, how to how you don't want to create people that are rallying for your demise. So have people that are rallying for your success rather than rallying for your demise. That's basically the overlying topic. This book, Raving Fans, and this is written by uh, Ken Blanchard, there's such a good quote that I want to start with. He says, when you're creating raving fans, it's a fragile relationship. They've been burned before, and they, of course, being the customer. They've been burned before. They don't trust easily. You're trying to pull them in, and they're usually trying to resist. Consistency will overcome resistance, but in the meantime, they're watching like a hawk for you to mess up. So when we were talking before the show about what are the places that we rave about, you guys had some great ones that you came up with right on the spot, ones that you talk about. You want to give one of those to the audience? Um, the one I'll give is um, the, the place where I buy my cars from now. Okay. The car dealership. Give them, give them a shout out. And it's about Thomas Ford in McKinney, Texas. And when I told Lindsay, and this is the truth, and I think a lot of people like this, they may not be willing to admit it like I am, <laughs> but that place could be giving me the worst financial deal in the world. <laughs> but they treat me so good, and they treat me so right, and they appreciate my business. Maybe they appreciate my business because I go in there and I overpay for cars. But I feel so good when I walk in there. I feel so good when I'm waiting for my oil change. I feel so good when I walk out because they treated me like they appreciate me. And I like that. Um, that's, so, very, that's very important to me. I've seen the theme in the, in the examples that you gave this morning of you really want to know that the business appreciates your business. Absolutely. And I, I hope that's the way I do business. I hope that as a client of mine, you feel appreciated. And I don't give lip service. I tell you all the time that you're a natural of this because you are. Oh, thank you. And, um, I think that that recognition is important. Don't get, I, you don't go overboard and just lie to lie to people. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I appreciate every client that I have. 
That's huge. And I think that's a big part of creating a raving fan is that you're showing your customers, I appreciate you. Mm -hmm. We know you have options. In fact, Southwest Airlines, when I fly with them, that's the last thing they say when you land is we know you have other options and we appreciate you for choosing us. And I think that's just top notch the way they present that, that they know you have other choices a lot of other choices, and you chose to be here, and we appreciate that. See, and that's why when when we do a topic like this, and you can tell, I'm not a negative type person. Uh-huh. You and I have a lot of the same beliefs, but you'll voice when you're upset. I just oh, won't, yeah. I, I just <laughs> won't go back. And you know, I, I used to own, I used to own restaurants before I got into radio, and to me, that was the worst type of customer for me was a customer that wasn't satisfied but just stayed silent because you can't do anything about those people. Yeah, you're right. You you can't solve the problem. And a lot of times as a business owner, you can earn raving fans by making mistakes and solving those That's mistakes. That's true. That is true because everyone's going to mess up. Yeah. Everyone. We're all human. Everyone is going to have an off day. It's but, how you respond to that. And as a business owner, if you don't know you messed up, You can't fix it. That's true. Now, there are plenty of places. I'll say this. There are plenty of places where I have walked out and never said anything. Mm -hmm. And I just don't go back. Yeah. It just didn't. It didn't cause that much of a ripple in my life to cause me to say anything. It's it's not really worth your time. It's really not. Right. But there are some times. (laughs) When it's usually whenever it's mixed with righteous indignation, when it becomes it really is down to when it becomes about the principle of the thing. Mm. It's not so much, oh, I had a bad service or bad food or whatever. It, it's more about probably some kind of moral issue where it's like, oh, this ain't right. That's when I will take the time to do whatever I need to do to tell the world, you do not want to support this business. That's when it changes things. And kind of playing off that is, I think, probably my main factor in finding businesses that I rave about is when I leave or when I return to the business, I can tell that they care about me mm-hmm. as a person, and I'm not just a nameless, faceless, walking ATM that's going to hand them cash after I'm done with the services. Right. I agree with that. You know, I'll give you a couple examples. The was going to a place to get my hair cut, and I had seen the guy one time. You may want to find a new place. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> You may want to find some hair for you. That's a good haircut, Chris. I'm very jealous of Chris's hair. I really am. I went one time, and I had gone back way later than I wanted to. It was weeks later, almost two months later. And I sit down, and the guy goes, hey, how's podcasting going? And he asked me, he said, I thought you told me that you liked coming in more often than this. It's been a while since I've seen you. Oh, wow. And I was kind of blown away. That he remembered who I was. And it wasn't just that he said, hey, I've seen you in here before. He remembered the conversation Mm -hmm. that we had. Mm -hmm. And I know this wasn't a guy who was struggling to get business because I'd been asking him. He's like, man, we've been crazy with back to school haircuts. And so to me, that's what makes me I'm at the point now where I am Unless something goes really wrong, I am not any time in the near future looking for a new person to cut my hair because I feel like. Those people care about me. Yes. They don't just care about me bringing money to them yes. as a customer. They care about me as a That's person. That's a great way to put it. Do me a favor, Chris. 
We're hijacking your podcast. Okay. Sorry. Chris, <laughs> and I, Chris and I may be taking this to, to a different place. Grab that card that's next to the baseball cap on the second shelf there. This right here is a great example of being appreciated as a client or a customer. Now, who is this from? This is from Melissa Vera, who's a realtor, who is a client of ours. Okay. She does a so podcast. she has a podcast. And the podcast is called um, Going the Extra Mile. And uh, this lady goes the extra mile. Nice. And I think this is a great example of going the extra mile. About every quarter, she has a client appreciation party. Okay. And what she does is she invites her clients. This last one was at an Italian ice place. Uh, and she works a deal out with a business owner. And from like this couple Saturdays ago, from two o'clock until four o'clock, she set up a tent outside the Italian ice place. She sent out invitations to all of her clients and said, come have, have an Italian ice on me and get to know my other clients and had a little party out there. And you came in, you got your free Italian ice for you and your family, and you can hang out and talk. That's great, right? You want to talk about going the extra mile? I get this in the mail from her. It is a handwritten thank you note that says, Thank you so much for coming to my client appreciation party. So she's sending you a thank you note yes. for coming to her party. Yeah, thank you for letting me give you That's free amazing. Italian ice. I mean, I, yeah, and it's That's handwritten, awesome. and it's from the heart. She really means it. She So she has a whole podcast on this and topic, and yes, she knows it. I'm going to get her on with we, you. We, I was going to say, we should yes. have had her on today. Um, <laughs> but but that's, that's an extreme example of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Make me feel like I'm appreciated. And I think... And be genuine about even it. Even to, to tail off of that, part of showing that you care about your clients is to give them quality product, whatever that is, whether it's a service or an actual tangible product, that it's quality. That is something that you can do to show people you care about them, that you're not just slopping something Mm -hmm. together or doing something haphazard, that you're taking a concerted effort to make sure it's perfection. And be consistent about it. Yes, that's true. And that's That's what that's about. Consistency. So, raving fan moment for me. Um, I went to Hutchins Barbecue, which is in McKinney and in Frisco here in Texas. Um, the first time I tried their stuffed jalapenos, have you guys had these? I yes. have, yes. Are they not yeah. freaking amazing? So they take a huge jalapeno. I don't even know where they find these jalapenos because they're massive. They stuff them with cream cheese and brisket, and their brisket is top-notch. Then they wrap the whole thing in bacon and they slather it with barbecue sauce. How excited she's getting. I know. (laughs) I cannot tell you how many people, after I tried that, it's like, you got to go to Hutchins. This place is amazing. (laughs) Well, and on that consistency basis and the the service and all that, Chick-fil-A is a prime example. Oh, Chick-fil-A is a wonderful example. I was actually going to use that as an example of whenever you want to rally for them because of who they are as a culture. I don't know how Chick-fil-A does it, but their culture is amazing. Whenever you say thank you, what do you always hear back? Not anymore, but no problem. No? Oh, no, Chick-fil-A. My my pleasure. So that's a company that and I don't know if you guys have seen it, but anytime there's a natural disaster, hurricane, tornado, mm-hmm. who's right there with chicken sandwiches? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the other thing they do, and you brought it up, 
the consistency that they have. Oh, yeah. Is it you can go to any Chick-fil-A and sometimes there's three lines wrapped around right. the building. Yeah. Oh, yes. And you're willing to wait in that line because, you know, no matter how long that line is, it's going to be run as efficiently oh, as yes. possible. It'll get through it quick. And you go to other fast food places that invented the speedy system, that invented yeah. fast food. Yeah. And sometimes, you yeah. know, there could be three people online and, it'll take and they may tell you, um, we'll put your order together, go wait in parking space number <laughs> right. one. Right. You don't yeah. hear that at Chick-fil-A because right. right. they've got their system going. And yes. you know that no matter how long that line is, it's going to be efficiently run. Yep. And yeah, the consistency right. is amazing. I can look at a Chick-fil-A line that has 20 people in it, and I can look at two at the restaurant next door and go, Chick-fil-A is yeah. going to be faster. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and it what's, am, what's amazing to me is Chick-fil-A, the line is always long. It there is. are times where I'm like, oh, it's two o'clock. You know, I'm <laughs> too late for the lunch crowd, too early for the dinner crowd. I'll swing through Chick-fil-A and there's still 30 cars yes. in line. Yes. One of the reasons I think that is is because people understand that Chick-fil-A cares about them as customers. Chick-fil-A cares that the product you get is good. Mm -hmm. You know, I know when I go to Chick-fil-A and I was actually talking about this with my wife a couple weeks ago, we dined in for the first time post pandemic at Chick-fil-A a couple weeks ago. And it was amazing nice. to be back at Chick-fil-A. And I said, you know, the reason I love coming here, I've never been to a Chick-fil-A ever in my life. And my order has been wrong, Yep, mm -hmm. you know, nice. and I, it's because they, they care. They want to make sure it's right. Yes. If I go to the restaurant you were talking about next door, whatever uh -huh. it is, uh -huh. I can pull out and I may have ordered chicken tenders yes. and they give me a chicken sandwich yeah. and oh, I'll yes. go in and complain and they'll say, oh yeah, we'll make it right. But does that yeah. company as an entity care. really care? Yeah. I don't think they do. And I think what Chick-fil-A shows, some of the examples we've shown is that it's worth it. Mm -hmm. For you as a business to care. Yes. You may have to take the extra step. It may take an extra five minutes. But when it comes down to it, people are going to recognize that and be more willing to give your business because they say that person yes. cares. That person went the extra mile. So the question is really, if you're a, a business owner, are you willing to take two extra steps yes. to ensure that you have a client? Yeah. Okay, so we've talked about pretty thoroughly the raving fan side, the places that we actually get passionate about recommending and talking about. But then there's the flip side, the places that either you just don't go back or, in my case, on occasion, you're passionate about rallying for people not to go to that establishment. So any examples come to mind? Oh, Obviously, got, we've got our, our restaurant one that we're going to talk about. But. I've got two. This weekend, happened Saturday night at a place I love. Um, we'll call it um, Sonic. Um, <laughs> and here's the lesson for Sonic. Chris knows this. I love When I was in the hospital and they first told me I could eat, Sonic was what I wanted. Oh, how funny. You I really love their, that place. I wanted their slushes. I'll... Yeah, I love Sonic. Corn dogs. Yeah. Have <laughs> you bring me? Yes, I. Okay. One of my cousins moved to the DC area, and apparently they don't have Sonic in that area. And so that every time she came to Texas, that was She'd the first thing she wanted. She's like, I haven't had Sonic in so long. That was what she craved. So for the, 
for the most part, I'm a raving fan of Sonic. Okay. Okay, here's a so lesson. So how did you go from raving fan here's a lesson. to being an example of the and opposite? this is how thin a line that we give. That quote that you read where it said people are just waiting, basically for you to screw up. Right. I go to Sonic on Saturday night, and the first thing that happens is I pull into a bay. And once again, raving fan of Sonic. Right. Pull into a bay, hit the red button, and the voice in the box says, we are only serving drive through customers right now. I thought everyone at Sonic was a drive through customer. <laughs> well, they have the... the so they have because it's a drive-in restaurant. Yeah, but so they only they wanted you doing, to go through the they the, weren't doing the actual drive-through, and oh. it was because of lack of staff. Number two was I ordered the number four, which is the Sonic Double Jalapeno Cheeseburger. Okay, with bacon. Okay, and mustard, not mayonnaise. Healthy as always. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Eat, I don't eat the bun. Oh, that's perfect. Okay. Then it's all good. <laughs> and the problem, I'm making this longer than it needs to be, but the problem <laughs> with drive-thru only is drive-thru only, drive-thru is good if you're just getting a drink, but if you're getting a meal, you have to wait. So I waited 15 minutes in that drive-thru line because wow. everyone in front of me was getting meals too. I get to the window and the dude hands me this bag and I'm the bag's a light bag. There's no way that that's my family. <laughs> but I'm holding up the line. So I go and I park. And sure enough, the sandwich I pull out is very light and has a sticker that says no cheese. Oh, no. So that's like the worst. They gave me the wrong order. After all that. So what does Frito do? He goes, pulls into a bay, gets out of my car, and I go pound on the glass and throw at the window because I was... Because <laughs> after I wait in line for 15 yeah. minutes yeah. and they give me the wrong order. Now they fixed it and I, I'm i sure I'll go back because I'm You're a that much fan, of a fan. But man, the skepticism yeah. now. Is, oh, yeah. so they're on thin ice now. Yeah, and you can go from, yeah. you can go no. from having a great customer for life. Oh, absolutely. And that's exactly what once. happened in our restaurant example that we'll talk about last. So I have a, what I think it's a good story here. We were building a house and I'm going to say the name because I, it is already all over the internet that I'm not happy with this company. <laughs> home builder is first Texas homes. We contract with them to build a house and everything's going pretty well until they install the roof, which they installed the roof when it was a monsoon. It was raining cats and dogs. Not for a good weeks. time to install a roof. Weeks it was raining. There was no like solid rain every day, not a, a dry day to speak of. And they decided to go ahead and install the roof. Now, I have learned a lot about roofs since this incident. Um, and one of the things that I learned is your roof warranty, the 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 warranty on the materials is void if it's not installed correctly. And one of the things that they use as an example of not installing it correctly is installing when wet. And of course, because this was installed in monsoon season, it was all wet. Everything was soaking wet. Well, at this point in time, I knew nothing about roofs, didn't think anything of it until everything dried 
And all of a sudden, we have these huge warps in the roof, noticeably bad. In fact, I'll give you the picture that you can post for our YouTube, <laughs> our YouTube video uh, so that so people can see how bad it is. It was horrible. Just like you could see the beams and then there was just huge like dent in the roof and it, all the way across the front of the roof. So, of course, I take lots of pictures and send to the builder like, we have a problem. This roof needs to be replaced. Well, what they did is they sent the roofers out, and I was there the day they were repairing the roof, and all they did is took the sections that were in the front that were the worst aesthetically, replaced those few panels. Like, the the trash pile when they were done was minuscule. And then they called it fixed. And, of course, we're going, no, no, that's that's not going to cut it. This needs a full roof replacement. Our roof warranty is void because the materials were installed when they were wet. They kept arguing with us. Basically, it came down to them saying, either you take the house or you don't get any of your money back if you walk away. And we're not doing anything for the roof because it's fixed. That's what they told. It's fixed. So, <clears throat> Lindsay's like, okay, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> We're doing this. We're doing this the hard way. I see. All right. So, I proceeded to start a Facebook group called First Texas Homes Buyer Beware. And I used this face group, Facebook group to document everything that happened thereafter. I got a, um, a, a magnet, big, huge magnet. For me and my husband's car with the picture, I blew up the picture of the roof. Talk about going the extra yes. mile. No, I went the extra mile. And the basically my objective at this point was become the biggest pain in the butt they have ever seen. Because basically what I told them is, no, this is how it's going to work. We have three options here. Either you let us walk away and give us our money back. You give us the money to replace the roof ourselves, which we estimated to be about $15,000 to do it correctly. So give us $15,000 off the price of the house and we'll replace the roof or do it right and replace it the way it should have been the first time. They would not agree to any of those. So I'm like, okay, I'm getting my money back, but if we got to do this the hard way, we'll do this the hard way. So that's whenever I, I blew up the magnet. <laughs> First Texas home installed this roof. And I had just like a little blurb at the bottom. And I put that thing on the back of both of our cars. And everywhere we drove, we had that on the back of our cars. Sure enough, we start getting responses back from all these insurance companies. I'm sorry, we cannot insure this home because there appears to be some flaws with the roof. Love it. <laughs> So I forward that to, to the builder. Like, I'm sorry, we cannot close on this house because we cannot get insurance for this house. Next thing I know, within hours, I get a, an email from them saying, we're going to give your money back. Please sign this form and agreement that you will, you know, walk away from the contract and we will send your refund by mail. <laughs> they couldn't get rid of you fast enough at that point. At that point, it was over. So... Fast forward, I'm still driving in this neighborhood because my kid's school is there. And I see one day that there's people at this house. And I thought, I bet they're going to buy that house. So I slow down and I asked them, oh, are you guys buying the house? And they said, oh, yeah, we just signed the contract. I said, did they happen? The builder, did they say anything about the roof? I said, no, they didn't say anything. Like, we need to talk. And I was very intentional never to step foot on the property. We stayed on the, the public street. 
And I just told them my story. I showed them the pictures and I told them what happened. And, you know, my issue at that point was they didn't disclose anything. Like, I just want you guys to understand if you buy this house, your roof warranty is void. Just so you know, if you're okay with that, proceed. But they should have told you that. So, of course, they end up canceling their contract. (laughs) So I get an an email promptly and a letter from their attorney. Cease and desist letter. And I was actually going to read my response to it because they basically, you know, threatened up and down that if I was to in any way interfere with any of their dealings, again, related to this house, then they were going to come after me. Like, oh, okay, let's go. So I send him an email. I said, Mr. And I give his last name. Thank you for your kind email. It's always heartwarming to see when companies strive to work disputes out directly with customers rather than immediately sending threatening letters to sue them. While I'm sure that any judge will look favorably upon the plight of a downtrodden home builder attending to make its shoddy workmanship inconspicuous to prospective buyers by threatening lawsuits against anyone disclosing potential problems to said buyers, I'll take my chances. And despite that clear advantage that you have over a family of seven at the tail end of a nightmare building experience who are simply attempting to make sure potential problems are disclosed to other buyers, there's nothing illegal about me approaching people on public property and informing them of my home buying experience. Nothing I have told anyone is untrue. In fact, I have slews of documentation as evidence of every assertion I have made to every person I have talked to about the situation. Exhibit one, an email from a licensed home inspector stating, quote, Tamco underlayment has a 10-year warranty and the manufacturer as part of the warranty requires that the underlayment not be installed while decking surface is wet. Exhibit two, a Facebook message from a neighbor asserting, quote, I have been here since July. I have seen them building the house. The roof was definitely due to it raining and the deck being wet. I specifically remember roofers and thinking to myself, they should not be roofing when decking is wet. And you are well aware a case that can only be won on the basis of defamation if what is being said is untrue. Sorry, as you are well aware, a case can only be won on the basis of defamation if what is being said is untrue. I value my word highly. I can promise you that every assertion I make to anyone about this situation is my own experience and based upon the information that was given to me by Tamco, inspectors, roofers, neighbors, and insurance companies, all which is highly documented. Documented. If First Texas Homes still feels the need to sue me, then by all means, let's play ball. It will be another layer of interest in what is already turning to quite a compelling story of which local media may already be interested in following. I'm including Fox News, Channel 4 News, ABC Channel 8 News on this email just in case. At the very least, it will add an exciting element to my future YouTube videos of this home building experience. (laughs) There's so much there. First of all, why do you hate CBS and NBC? I couldn't find their email. Okay. I could only find two email addresses, but I tried. I tried to CC everyone I could find an email for. There's a couple lessons for me and Chris. Uh huh. Chris says, as a client of ours, we need to make sure that we don't don't make Lindsay mad. And um, we may want to get her to sign the non disclosure agreement right now. (laughs) But the biggest lesson to me, and you and I kind of discussed this the other day, is. If it wasn't cost you fifteen thousand dollars to replace the roof, 
how much was it going to cost them to have their crew to come yeah. out and replace the roof? Right. Like eight? Right. And okay. how much business did they lose because of my Facebook posts and YouTube videos and Yelp reviews and anywhere else I could find a place of review? And this is what gets me about things like this, because it's just common sense. And I say this on a lot of podcasts I do, is I get, I've, in my life, I've gotten a lot of credit for things I don't deserve credit for, okay? And this, to me, was just common sense. When I'm 16, 17 years old, I am um, the assistant manager, not the assistant to the man. <laughs> the regional manager. <laughs> I'm the assistant manager, which basically means I run the night shift at a restaurant, a hamburger restaurant. Um, it, was, it wasn't a fast food. It was a kind of upscale hamburger restaurant. We sold hamburgers for you know $5 a piece, <laughs> which was expensive back then. And I told all my employees, look, I don't ever want to see you get to an argument with a customer. Even if you're absolutely correct, give them their meal for free. A hamburger only cost us like 80 cents. There you go. To make. Yes. And There's how not, much is it costing you when your customer walks away and shares their bad experience? Yeah. There's not one customer in the world that I'm going to lose over 80 cents. Right. Let alone... Right. His business right. next week, the week after that, and all of his friends. All right. So we have to talk about our, our local restaurant drama that happened. So it all started with a sign. And this is a restaurant that I used to be a raving fan of. If anyone sees my Facebook page, I have all kinds of events at this restaurant. You've invited me to events in that restaurant. Yes. And I've even hosted my own events at this restaurant. So, and I always saw it as this is a restaurant that really loves the community. They let, you know, networking groups come in for free. They let the chamber in for free. This is a great so, you know, let's support this this restaurant. That you, was, you were a raving fan. I was. Oh, I absolutely was. And with one sign, they took me from raving fan to righteous indignation. I am going to tell the world, do not support this company. So they posted a sign about a new policy. And I'm not even going to talk about the policy because that's not what the issue is at all. There are lots of restaurants that have the same policy that I go to all the time. That is not the issue. So after writing on the sign about the new policy, here's what they put on the bottom of the sign that is the issue. Just, he's, on the sign, it says, just in case you feel angry and you want to call us names, we have prepared the following responses in advance. Liptard. No, libtard. Lib. Sorry, libtard. We don't say that anymore, but obviously you do. Sheeple. We know you are, and you is spelled E-W-E, like the sheep. But what are we? Bah ha ha ha. <laughs> what was that last word? Bah ha ha ha. Communist, fascist, socialist. Pick one, please. Traitor, anti-American, just exercising our rights here. And then this is where they really hit it home. Oh, and please don't assume that we will go bankrupt because of this. We survived death threats from NRA whack jobs. So we should be okay not serving you meatloaf today. Initial thoughts. My, my initial thoughts 
are simple. And I've told the, the owners of that place this, that, um, I'm done with intolerance. I don't like intolerance and I really don't like, and I don't need to do business with a place that tells me straight out that they don't care if I do business with them. Yeah. So going and, back to the appreciation thing. Yeah. And that's what it's all about with me is it. Cause wanna, you nailed it on the head here. This I, is intolerant. I, I want to feel appreciated and, um, I want to know that the business, let, let me put it this way as a business owner, one of the things I like about being in business for myself is I can make the policies. I can choose who I do business with, and I will do business with just about anyone because I appreciate the fact that I, I really take pride in the fact that someone is willing to pay me for my services. And my worst nightmare is for someone to pay me money and feel like they didn't get value. Um, so my greatest satisfaction is someone pays me money and says I'm going to do it again, and I want to do it again and again, and I feel real good about that. So when we were talking about the things on the good side that we want to support, and one of the things we brought up about Chick Fil A was the fact that they're going to show kindness in every situation, even mm-hmm. people that are protesting them, instead of name calling, calling them whack jobs, they actually go out. And provide free food to them, right? Well, and, Complete different contrast here. And, and let me point this out, too, because you and I agree on this. But I will point out, anyone who's going to give them a death threat is a whack job. Okay, but um, here is my issue, my main issue with this, is here you're trying to school people mm-hmm. on not being intolerant Amen. and disrespectful uh-huh. by using intolerance yeah. and disrespect. Yeah, and that... That type of attitude is not going to keep whack jobs. No, so, of course not. A whack job isn't going to say, oh, you know what? I was going to give them a death threat, but not now. Right. You know, no, so, that's that's not doing anything. And, but this is telling me whoever is in charge of this establishment is intolerant and is disrespectful. And I don't want to support that. That's all that sign told me. It did not tell me. Oh, they're because basically what they came out with after that was, oh, we're just trying to be funny. And they did issue a semi-public apology about the sign and took it down. Mm -hmm. However, they have multiple locations and they did not take it down at their other location. So not only does that prove that it was not a genuine apology, but then also I watched the owner's response to everyone that had something negative to say about the sign. And basically his response by and large to people was good riddance. If I could just sum it up as that, like you don't want to eat here anymore. We don't want you here anyway. That was basically the gist of what he was saying to people. And then he was going so far as to going on their personal profiles, their social media profiles, and he would find something personal about them, including me, because he screenshotted stuff from my site when I posted a negative review. Oh, so it got personal with you, too. Oh, yeah. No, okay. he went on a, a on my personal Facebook page. He screenshotted something from it and pulled from that to give me an insult that had nothing to do with this issue. I saw him do it to someone else where he was mocking their religion. So I'm like, okay, this does not demonstrate to me a person that's actually sorry about this sign. If I could get him to do a podcast with you, would you do it? Absolutely. I have okay. plenty to say. Because 
Well, I think the, the real good lesson here, though, is that you were a raving fan. I was a raving fan, and my Facebook page proves it because when I started scrolling, I'm like, oh my gosh, I had so much stuff that I, w- I was checking in at that place, tagging it, trying to support them because they were letting us meet there for free, and, and I wanted to support them. And I'm not backtracking here, but I think you'll agree with me. His intention, their intention with that sign, their intention was not to lose a raving fan. But that was a that was some collateral damage. I, I don't know. Because um, honestly, like you talked about appreciation, I, that the the way yeah. they ended that sign with saying, We don't need to serve you meatloaf today anyway, does that demonstrate in any way that they appreciate or value me as a customer? No, it doesn't. But, no. I, but I don't think that when they when they put the sign up, they're trying to agitate. They definitely were. Um, to me, it was intolerant. But I don't think at any point did they think, well, we, we're going to alienate a raving fan. I think that they actually thought, and it was a miscalculation, their thought was, we're only going to alienate the whack jobs. Okay? <laughs> and to me, that's a miscalculation because there's plenty of people on on every issue that are intelligent people that are not whack jobs that are going to disagree with you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I am, um, I try as hard as I can. I'm very opinionated, much like you. And I try very hard. I'm opinionated. <laughs> well, and especially when I have a very strong opinion about something, I will go overboard to try and look at the other side to see what, what am I missing? You know, cause I want to have that open mind and. You got, and you just have to have. But tolerance. you had a great story because you actually were the first person to tell me about the sign. Do you I remember that? No, I don't remember that. I at was all. on the way. To, I don't think I was. Yeah. I think you're making that. No. no. Well, you can edit this out later if you don't no, want the story. Was, but even, even though I'm opinionated about it, I don't think their goal was to lose raving fans. I think their goal was to lose whack job, <laughs> and it was just a miscalculation. Big but time. But even when you mess up, we talked about this earlier, people are going to mess up. We're all human. We all say stupid things. What are you going to do with it? It's a great opportunity. Yeah. And I think that they even screwed that up. Having a half-hearted, disingenuous apology, when you still have the sign up at your other location, when you're still basically badgering people that are saying something negative, you're not at all showing humility or I want to hear your side of the... That shows me it really isn't genuine. You're pandering. And so to me, that just made the situation worse, not better. At least like you said to me before, own it. Just own it. That would be better than giving a fake apology. Basically, the issue here is intolerance. Yeah. Well, my my first issue was the appreciation part. Certainly. That was, Certainly that was the very first issue was, and really, that was really my, my only issue in the beginning was, man, don't tell your customers that you don't care if they come or not. But then the second issue, which is something that I'm really on a crusade personal right now for me, and it is personal with me is that we are living in a day and age where everyone's so intolerant of each other, and I'm tired of that. I don't like that. I agree. Um, We need to understand that even if people disagree with us, that that doesn't make them idiots. Yeah. No, you're right. That doesn't mean there's something wrong with them. They can be wrong. Every face has a story. Yeah. Exactly. Chick-fil-A motto. 
I'm going to say this. I'm tempering it a little bit, but not out of necessity. Try to be forgiving. And Chris witnessed this yesterday because um, I went off again yesterday. And um, I really want to be forgiving. I really want to recognize people can make honest mistakes. And I will accept lots of explanations and lots of sincere apologies for making an honest mistake or making a miscalculation. People miscalculate all the time. And I truly, like I keep saying, I truly don't think that their intention was to make people like you you and me upset. I don't think that they got in a a meeting room. I don't know. I mean, I might follow you there if when it happened and they saw raving fans were leaving, then they had a genuine apology and a turn of thinking. But instead, the owner was just stirring the pot. Yeah. And he's on there, you know, jabbing at everyone well, that's posting something. That, to me, does not speak of a person that appreciates my business and doesn't want to lose me. It's actually the opposite. It, he literally was telling customers, you know, it, the he, t- he said to a customer, the sign worked. Oh, Whenever they said they wouldn't be back, he said the sign worked. Yeah. That does not speak to me, a person that doesn't want to lose their like, customers. Like in response to a review? Or- yeah, because they, they had a negative thing to say about the sign and said they would not come back. And he said, good, the sign worked. Yeah. <laughs> to me, that doesn't speak, oh, I really want to keep my customers. Okay, but, <laughs> but not to go overboard. I do recognize there are people who do business differently than you and I. Touche. I just um, choose not to support it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think this has been a good episode, and it had Frito so fired up he wanted to join us today. Thank you for joining in to the, to the episode. Especially the raving fan part. <laughs> so tell everyone how they can find you if they want to do some podcasting. Um, yourpodcasters.com is um, what I'm telling everyone right now. That's a podcast that actually Chris started. Nice. Where Chris and I, it's called Your Podcasters, so it's branded that way. You can find us at um, Apple Podcast to hear the podcast where we give free podcast advice. Nice. Um, and then yourpodcasters.com has information about the podcast and about free donation productions. Very nice. Um, and like I said, you bring the content, we do the rest. we got some great clients um, that are very much appreciated. <laughs> so thank you for that. And I'm Lindsay Klein with Sakline, Honest Accurate Bookkeeping, performed on time. You can find us at Sakline.com, S-A-K-L-I-N-E.com. And we have links to all of our podcasts, our uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, and our YouTube channel on our website. So you can find us there. Until next time, have a great week, everyone. By the Books is presented by Sakline, Honest Accurate Bookkeeping, performed on time. For more information on Sakline services or to get a hold of Lindsay, visit sakline.com or email info at sakline.com. The information provided on this website and podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general information purposes only. Information provided by Sakline may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. Listeners should contact their attorney to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter and should refrain from acting on the basis of this information without first seeking legal advice from counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Only your individual attorney can provide assurances that the information contained herein and your interpretation of it is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation.